listening to Sugar House Sound. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast that features musical talent on campus. Tonight we sat down with Asha Crandall, an opera singer who has performed with the best all around the world. Listen as we discuss the art of opera, being a diva in the opera world, and Asha's future hopes in the musical field. All right, so my first question for you is how did you get started in the opera world? Like what made you make that transition? So um, I don't know many people in the world that actually go into their life wanting to sing opera. (laughs) A lot of people call it a dying art or, you know, it's not really, it's not really legitimate in the world right now, but it just kind of finds you. And I think if you're meant to do it, it will find you one way or another. So I grew up in a super small town um, Nephi, Utah. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's super southern Utah. <laughs> and I was a mechanic, and I like wanted to go to school for mechanical engineering, and I had this career path set out for myself. And then when I was a junior in high school, my house burnt down, and we ended up moving up to Orem instead, which is another like more southern Utah state or Utah city. Uh-huh. Um, and then. I went to school there and they had a really nice auto program, so I spent my junior year and most of my senior year actually being a mechanic and, you know, I was in charge of all those clubs and stuff. Wow. But my dad was military and obviously, like, if you can sing, you sing all the time. You just, you love it and I think people that are meant to sing just do. And one year, my the end of my senior year, I sang at this like Mother of the Year memorial service for World War II veterans. And um, she heard me singing. <laughs> She's like, why are you not in my choirs? Because she found out I went to her school. Um, and turns out she was actually a famous opera singer her whole life. So she spent a good 40 years singing professional opera all around the world. And she was actually one of the best um, of her time, I think. And she just kind of, yeah, she just recruited me and it was out of the blue. And then that summer I was in my first opera. (laughs) What is something about opera that the normal person doesn't know? So surprisingly to me, a lot of people don't realize that we sing without microphones the whole time. None of it, none of our sound is amplified. It's all natural. And generally, most of the time, the orchestra's sound is all natural. So those big, huge sounds that people like cover their ears for and they're like, what is that? Um, It's all 100% coming from our bodies. It's just us, which is obviously why I love opera. I think think that's the coolest thing. How much do you train a day? A lot. So... The sad thing for singers is, unlike the regular musician, which would practice four to five hours a day if they wanted to be really be serious and and a good musician, is that we have to start, obviously, a lot later in life. We can't start singing when we're four years old and get the basic technique down. Um, I think the biggest issue for singers is when we want to spend way too much time on repertoire and not enough time on technique because it's more fun to sing songs right than go we make some weird sounds so <laughs> so you mentioned that you've sung all around the world and with famous opera singers yeah. so could you talk about some opera singers that you've 
sang with and what your favorite place has been to perform? Sure. Um, I'll start with the performing one because that was the best part for me. Um, a couple of years ago, I went and sang through Europe. I did a little bit of a tour and I was actually going out there to sing an opera in Italy. And I went a couple of weeks early and decided that I wanted to go sing at as many venues as I could in Europe. Cool. So I sent out all these emails <laughs> and just begged people to let me sing in their in their venues. And most of them were just so excited and like, please, please come sing here. So I actually went to Croatia for a day and went to Dubrovnik and they have a little a little theater there that I sang in, which was amazing. But my favorite place to sing in was actually in Turkey, which is weird, but weird. Um, in Ephesus, it's like an old, 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 beautiful, beautiful ancient city. And they actually have three amphitheaters right next to each other, which is where opera started, right, in ancient Greece. Um, they have three amphitheaters next to each other, and they're three of the major kinds. So you've got the Greek theater, the Roman, the Greek amphitheater, the Roman amphitheater, and then a Persian amphitheater. And I got to do a little bit of like a song, an art song concert mm -hmm. in each of those, just to see which one. We were testing the acoustics of the <laughs> <laughs> of the amphitheaters, and obviously the Greek one was the best. But it was just really cool to be able to stand where opera was born and get to wow. sing these little concerts for for a large audience. It was startling <laughs> how large the audience was. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. It was really cool. I've sang with Michael Gioldi, who's actually one of the top baritones in the whole world right now. He sings all over all over the world. In Italy, he just actually did a production with Utah Opera. He sings Scarpia and Tosca all the time. And um, I worked with him for a few weeks while he was down here. And then I've sang with Joe Grove, who's actually one of the like main mezzos of the Metropolitan Opera. And then I've sang with Marilyn Horn, who is like one of the iconic mezzos in the world. So you just, I just heard you like say one of those titles in, I don't know what language, but then <laughs> it was, I thought of how you have to sing opera in different languages. Yes. So <laughs> what languages do you sing in and oh like how, what's the process of like figuring out pronunciation and okay. all of yeah, that? That is, that's like, like probably one of the most difficult parts of opera. Um, everybody starts with Italian. You have to get your Italian accent down pretty well. And I got tested on my accent while I was in Italy and people thought I was a local until I couldn't understand what they were saying back to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you start with Italian, you have to get really good. You have to have your accents perfect. All the inflections on all the syllables have to be right. You have to know stylistically like where the composers were born in Italy because they'll have different accents. They'll have different like different like strong words you know what I mean and then a lot of people actually learn German next but I went to French because I'm an overachiever <laughs> <laughs> French is hard um, it's it's a very awkward language I think to sing in just because a lot of the syllables at the ends are dropped sometimes you have to add in like schwa's at the end of words where you wouldn't really add them in in speaking um, so it's huh. one of the languages, it's one of the only languages that you sing in that you would sing differently than you would speak. So French, I've done German operas, 
which is a little more it's pretty close to english the, a lot of the enunciations are close to english so i mean it wasn't terribly hard except for like the achlauts and the ichlauts yeah. and then they have lots they have these things called umlauts so yeah like they pronounce vowels differently than us like schöner and um lieben and stuff like that they just they they have different ways of pronouncing vowels and then i've sang in i've sung in russian which is difficult <laughs> and czechoslovakian wow. and of course i've sung in english a little bit and um hebrew i've sang in hebrew before and then let's see yeah pretty much all of the romantic languages most of the slavic languages and a couple of the middle eastern languages cool arabic is arabic also but it's a beautiful language if you've never heard it <laughs> oh so you call yourself a diva <laughs> so i want you to talk about what it's like to be a diva in the opera world and why that's a good thing <laughs> well i'm i'm an aspiring diva <laughs> it's such a coveted title for me just because and selena schaefer actually explained this the best way to me she's she's the top soprano in utah right now and um basically what she said is a deep being called a diva is is not something to be ashamed of because divas in the musical world are people that are always a hundred percent on their shit you know what i mean like they know their stuff they're on their rhythms they know their pitches they know their translations they know the opera they're acting the opera they're they're singing it beautifully and because they're so good they can kind of act out a little bit if they feel like it you know what i mean uh -huh. a good diva does not act out she she <laughs> she keeps her cool <laughs> doesn't flip out on anybody you know <laughs> no cussing people out you know what i mean but um i think it's kind of like a misconstrued title because it back in the old day it was like it was like one of the most coveted titles and then it just kind of got turned into a bad thing because of the way some some divas would act but really a diva is just like the queen of opera she she knows how to sing well and she can capture the audience with her voice and with her acting and with her personality and people just love her so i think that the difference now is that a lot of people get called a diva because of the negative aspects of it when now being a, a good singer is just being called a good soprano. But <laughs> I'm going to bring diva back. I'm bringing diva back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely seem like a diva to okay. me. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening in on this great exploration of opera and Asha's musical career. Here is a clip of one of Asha's opera performances. Enjoy. be easy you'll think it's strange when I try to explain how I feel that I still need your love after all that I've done you won't believe in me all you will see is a girl you once knew although she's dressed up to the nines at sixes and sevens for you i had to let it happen i had to change couldn't spend all my life down at heel 
looking out of the window, staying out of the sun. So I chose freedom, running around, trying everything new, but nothing impressed me at all. I never expected it to. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. And as for fortune, and as for fame, I never invited them in Though it seemed to the world They were all I desired They are illusions They're not the solution They promised to be The answer was here all the time I love you and hope you love me don't cry for me, Argentina. I kept my promise. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you All through my wild days, my mad existence I kept my promise Don't keep your distance Have I said too much? There's nothing more I can think of to say to you But all you have to do is look at me to know that every word is true.